Welcome to the Harvest House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, you can find us at harvesthouse.live.
seven major themes in this chapter. There's seven ideas John Giuliani uses in this There's seven signs, and there's seven Old Testament phrases that he uses. Interestingly enough, you can read this just on the website. But isn't it interesting that the whole thing of John is rewriting the scripture? Like, how important in the beginning was the word of the Lord was with God? The obvious point is that you need a better
diversity over uniformity. We like uniformity, don't we? We want to be around people that look like us, that eat like us, talk like us, live like us, smell like us. That's true. You want to be around people that stink? I'm just being totally honest with you. Where was Jesus? start stinking. So when when you're looking at this reality, just be honest. It's very easy for us to stay comfortable sitting on our couches, reading our devotions. And so what John's trying to tell us is diversity over uniformity every time. John is trying to give us inclusion over exclusivity. John is trying to give us a God and a faith that is big enough to be universal where the very ground of all being changes. The ground of all being changes. In Nicodemus' story coming up, in in John chapter 3, we're going to quickly get this, and I'll probably paraphrase it just a little bit. If you remember the story, Nicodemus, who was a great spiritual leader, a religious leader, um, a says, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you are telling us to do unless God is with them. So what happens in the presence of Jesus? Do you have to have enough faith? Do you have to pray the right prayer? Plead the blood? Stop the filth? Name it, claim it, whatever else. Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless it is granted in flesh. So you need to be repenting and doing the exact what he says, that the kingdom of God is co-tenant with the presence of Jesus. Okay? So there's really three movements in Scripture. In the Old Testament, it's the presence of God. In the New Testament, Jesus speaks the language of co-tenant, and Paul speaks the language of presence of God, that's the kingdom where the kingdom of God is reside. So it's not anything where you don't get food when you're alive because there is the presence of God. So why do you seek the kingdom? Where does the kingdom come? Where's the kingdom? Right. So what's the presence? Right there. Where's the presence? Right there. Right here. So where's the kingdom? If the kingdom 
is the parallel for us. Can you just respond and say, how many of you want us to have still hope? Because we're going to talk about how the entire thing is not reborn. There is life in this earthly place that is created by you. No one can be seen from this side without being born of water and spirit. Keep in mind, in the beginning, he started with Christ. He says, there is no Christ. No resurrection. He said that probably before on the cross. Christ changes things in his kingdom. So now we're talking about the kingdom on earth. And Jesus says, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God. Once again, we made this after that statement. Where's the kingdom of God? It's not about heaven, guys. This is not about heaven. We want to have this forever, but this life. You guys have absolutely got it. But that's not what this is talking about. It started with Christ. He says you just have a presence with every earth. Kingdom of God is everywhere. And then if you want to be in the kingdom of God or part of it, because it's everywhere, you can't have the party but not have the party. Right? Same thing is with the kingdom of God. It's everywhere and all around you, but that doesn't mean you get to become a part of it. So what it says is, if you want to be in that, you have to, uh, you can't be that without being born of water and spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. Don't be astonished that I say to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear the sound of it, and you don't know where it comes from and goes. So it is with everybody that's born of spirit. First of all, what does he say? Who's born of spirit? Flesh. And isn't it interesting? I love his language for the spirit. Because I think we spend like our whole lives trying to define what the spirit is or what the spirit is and how we feel about it. And what does he define? You guys can't really see this, but it's the word I said the word like
website. So you actually had to write the tithe check before you deposited the money into your bank account. Because if you didn't write the tithe check before the money hit your bank account, God was going to take what was in your bank account. Not only was he not going to give you more, but he was going to take what you had. That's a God, you know, lone star Jesus. with with rules, we then have the ability to feel safe and dangerous. Follow rules in this pursuit. The challenge is that the dominant voice we find over time is that that's done more on selfish ambition. If I know these rules, I have no will. Yet I will not be selfish in my ambition.
And then we read that passage and go, that's not what Jesus said. We never find that in Scripture. But that's not how it works. And so we can't be happier that's not what he was talking about. Jesus was not talking to the Samaritans and talking to that community about how to be born again and saved. That was not the conversation. It was on a new kingdom. So the unspoken point that revolves around this is something that we still deal with today, which is called inclusion. Do we still have issues in the church with inclusion? And so Jesus uh, is talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus says to Jesus, I know as a teacher of the law, this is in verse 2, I know as a teacher of the law what you said long ago. Only if you have this bud in you can you have the privilege of being a rabbi. That's what the Bible says. Only if you have Jewish blood are you God's chosen people. So, Nicodemus has heard Jesus talk about the fact that everybody's a sinner. That God is the God of all. And what Nicodemus says to Jesus is, wait a minute, wait a minute. I buy this stuff. Who do you think you are? Because my Bible says only if you have Jewish blood are you of God's people. The unspoken point here is that Nicodemus is actually asking, how can you take someone who doesn't have Jewish blood, put them back into a Jewish mother's womb, and cause them to be born again with Jewish blood so that they can have a relationship with Yahweh? That's what the whole thing's about. When he says, can you put someone back into their mother's womb to be born? Why he's asking that is, how do you determine, what determines what blood can be suggesting that in some way that you can cause somebody's blood to be clean? Because at that point, if you have sin, you have Jewish blood, you didn't have God. And what he's saying is, can you cause them to go back into their mother's womb to have Jewish blood so that they can have God? That's the whole reborn thing. Can you cause them to go back into being reborn so they can have the right blood so they can have God? Are you kidding? And then he goes teaching to Jesus and says to this, this idea of, I know what the Bible says. And, and then he goes further, and he does something that we do today, natural law. He goes, I know what natural law does. Natural law is the law of saying, this is how things work. Natural law is the same thing that we used as a country with slavery. The natural law was that white people killed and black people were butchered. Uh, we used it during uh, uh, the Haitian civil rights that was just led, the Jim Crow laws. What did we use to defend it? It's natural law. What did you use to say that women were beneath men? You called it natural law. It's exactly where we are today. That's the difference. So what Nicodemus quoted to Jesus was natural law. Natural law says how you were born is how you are. And if you're born a Jew, you get God. And if you aren't born a Jew, you don't get God. So how are you going to change what's natural unless you have them go into their mother's womb and be reborn with the right blood? That's the conversation Jesus is having. Anybody here with me?
Christ, the glory is this back and forth that you hear, the industry, the voice that, that, that holds, the, the voice that is uh, exclusive, the voice that tells you this is what the rules are and these are the rewards of being with the Lord. Jesus says something drastically and radically different. Jesus says there is no such thing as an exchange. evolutionary, universal, and foundational upon the presence of God in all of that in the life of the believer. That is the exchange. That's the exchange. Everything else is just another rule for every naturalized, ever-born of saint. Every natural law that was the way it was, you What they sought to make natural was part of the garden, so they dressed their doors in it when they were born. We want to change our flesh to be different than our creator. Let's talk about what psychology teaches us in our natural color. <laughs> Why is it not that way now? Well, we think that's the way it's always been. Right? Natural. What that means is it's changed and I won't do it again. But if, if it's the way it's always been for me, then it's the way it's always been. The myth of man towards Jesus is the value of including all of us. And Ed referenced last week a little bit of where, where can we move. The only way that we can move to the next place and move from glory to glory is to embrace every part of us. The only way you can go further is to embrace and honor every one of you. This is what Tony Lobo calls being true
they are active and they could come and say, wait a minute, no, don't you see that this is not possible? This is you. And what they do is they end up quoting the scripture that says that God is not mocked. And they quote scriptures that they say, doesn't the law say that we're supposed to do this? Search the scriptures, Nicodemus, and know that we're right.
Thank you for listening to this message from Harvest House Church. For more information, find us online at harvesthouse.live.